2: do send more. Do send more. more. They tell you what they know. Do send more. Do send more. Do send more. The podcast that you know. Hey, welcome back to the Juice and Mo podcast. Recording this on a Friday night after the Kings ended a long six-game road trip in the bitter cold of Minnesota, a T-Wolves team that was seven and zero on the home floor, a Minnesota team that was blowing everybody out at home. In fact, the only team who wasn't down by twenty-one or more in a home game. The Boston Celtics, but the Kings went there tonight against a team with the number one defensive rating in the NBA. A team that would run you off the three-point line. A team that was the talk of the town with the best record in the NBA. And the Kings in the in-season tournament game. Go to Minnesota at the Target Center and win 124-111. to 111. De'Aaron Fox at 36 points. He was big time. The Kings bench was huge. The Kings won points in the paint. Second chance points, the rebounding battle, and now with that win, they're three and zero in the in season tournament, setting up a massive game on Tuesday night, Golden One Center. The return of Draymond Green from a five game suspension. It's Kings, Warriors, national TV. The winner clinches Group C. I think there's a lot at stake. Each and every one of our podcasts presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan.
3: How you doing, Mo? Oh man, I am good. That made me tired. Yeah, what well, I did. In a good way. Like all everything that you just put out there, I was like, you just told an entire story in about 45 seconds and it was a great job summarizing everything.
4: Oh,
2: thanks
5: for because the
3: Because it well, it was a very um how do we put this? It was a big game. Because of everything at stake with the in-season tournament. Um, Obviously, this T-Wolves team has been playing fantastic, but has been playing fantastic on their home floor. The Kings are coming off of two shitty losses against the Pelicans. What was going to happen? Well, it ended great for Sacramento Kings.
2: Morgan, this was the best win of the season.
1: and I I know some people...
2: I said it before the show, not on the actual podcast, but... The other night, I said that after the Dallas game.
1: Okay, it so felt you keep really saying But it's not. <laughs> it,
2: it's truly, they played a great game. And what you just said is so accurate. They went to New Orleans, and I know they made that comeback last game. Yeah. New Orleans just looked like the better team. They were more physical. They looked more athletic. They had size. They had length. They pose a lot of problems to the Sacramento Kings. Yes. And then you're going, wait, you got to go take on the Minnesota team that has size, Mm -hmm. has length, has some star power with Ant and Carl Anthony Towns. They're playing great basketball and they haven't lost a home game. And oh, by the way, number one defensive rating. There was a lot going up against Kings. Oh, and the final game of a six game trip, everyone's kind of itching to get back Day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, they responded tonight and they played a great game. They came out firing. I loved how they came out. It wasn't like they were just chucking. No, they got into their stuff. To me, the key tonight was you need to push the pace even on makes. You need to push, 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 get downhill, get the offense going. And I felt like the pace was pretty good. And even in the half court, they were patient but quick with their decisions.
3: The pace in the half court, that's right there. It was the quick decision-making. It was the way that they swung the ball around. You could feel the energy in the basketball with the way that it was just going around the horn, making sure everyone was willing and wanting to initiate the offense and understood what was at stake. And what was at stake is making sure that you were going fast, uh, getting that early offense or pushing the pace because the T-Wolves, not a very good... uh, team in when it comes to transition defense right which is surprising because they have the number one defense but hey you put them on their heels they got two bigs that are running behind going oh shit we got to get down the court so kings not only did a great job with that with their offense but you look at the way that they understood okay what's the game plan the game plan is that you're going to have big guys in that drop coverage so where are we going to see things where are things going to be open and Ended up being a lot of open space in that mid-range area because this team wants to run you off three-point line, so then you meet up with the big fellas in the middle. And they said, "Uh uh-uh, we're going to run our two-man game, DHOs, go in strong and find some space in that mid-range game, and that's exactly what the Kings did.
2: Yeah, out of that horn set late in the game, I felt like they ran it 800 times, and it got a lot of good looks for De'Aaron Fox, who finished with 36 points in this game for the Kings in this win yeah, I mean, the shot-making is great. When you're knocking down shots, it seems That's like everything's fun. better. But I just felt like they, they in that first quarter, they came out and they really set the tone. I thought even defensively, they were doing some nice things. The end of the quarter wasn't a great finish, yeah. especially Anderson, I believe, scored at the buzzer. And you're like, man, you felt like the lead should be a little larger, especially considering you hit, like, what, eight threes in the first quarter. Right. But I felt like the energy was there, and they looked more like themselves. And one concern I had after the Pelicans game was, all right, you're going to run into teams with size and length. You can't retreat. You still have to attack. Yep. You still have to at least touch the paint. Like, yes, these teams are long. Carl Anthony Towns is a long player. Rudy Gobert averaging over two blocks a game this year. We get he's a threat. But it doesn't mean you just hang out in the perimeter and go, okay, we'll just take a three right when we can get it. No, play your game. I thought Sabonis coming out and going, you know what? I'm going to try to score on Gobert. I don't care. I'm going to go to work in the post. And you know what? Gobert had some nice plays tonight. Yeah, I did. But Sabonis wasn't shy about it. And I felt like the Kings weren't shy about attacking. HB had a nice attack. Malik Monk came yeah. in, had a beautiful score where he threw it up over Kyle Anderson, who they, played great defense. They
3: kept playing their game. Yep. That's exactly yep. what it was. And it was attacking no matter who was um, meeting them at the rim. And understanding that they might have a more difficult experience at the rim but that is when the decision making came in and that's when the quick decision making came in and you saw guys make the right decision I think there's only a few times that we saw like Chris Duarte for example uh, he had this great fake went to the basket and then tried dishing it off to Sabonis where it was like dude you could have finished on uh, in a reverse or on the left side with your left hand so there was very few of those mistakes being made but then on top of all that two deuce um, three pointers were being made and when When you're you're obviously also making your outside shots, not only are you becoming a threat from the outside as well, it brings a different type of confidence to the entire team.
2: Nothing wrong with a little mid-range either. No. If they're going to give you that space, knock it down. De'Aaron Fox is a really good mid-range player. Kevin Herter has the ability to be a good mid-range player. Sabonis can step out and hit that mid-range shot, and he's going to need to, right? (laughs) So I just thought this was probably one of, overall, the Kings' best games. And you, another thing I liked,
3: What's, they got off to a great else?
2: lead. They were up 22 points. Yeah. The second quarter wasn't good for, for the Kings. It felt like they started falling into a bit of letting Minnesota dictate the game a little yeah. bit. You know, Minnesota's starting to get some uh, some stops, and then the defense would have some breakdowns. Minnesota cuts a 22-point lead to six. Okay, it's a game again. Yeah. How do you respond kings responded in a massive way in that third quarter they got back to playing how they should play and they played defense in that third quarter Mm -hmm. they held the t wolves to 15 points it was 22 15 in that quarter Mm -hmm. and that was enough for the kings
3: yeah that was a really good job with the way that they came out in that third quarter but also you know I, i know we'll get the get to this, but we talked to Trey Lyles after the game, and he mentioned uh, how they came out in that third quarter and what their mentality was after the half and it was like just we can't worry about the calls we can't focus on the calls because they weren't getting the calls there's a lot of physical play on both ends but when you look at the free throws uh, Minnesota 27 for 29 from the free throw line tonight where the Kings were 9 for 11 yes. so there was in, and at times you saw it starting to get to these Kings players right you saw De'Aaron Fox getting frustrated he ended up getting a technical um, a lot of a bonus I mean just the usual right guys getting frustrated and then in that third quarter they were like okay we're not going to allow that to dictate our body language our energy and we are going to focus on what we can control even if we're getting the shit kicked out of us and that's what they did and that's when things changed
2: anthony edwards tonight shot more free throws than the kings did as a team he was 17 of 18 from the free throw line the kings were 9 of 11 what was one of the funniest moments of the game happened in the third quarter, I noted it because Fox was driving to the basket. There's some contact and they called it an and one. It was late. And the Kings instantly, Sabonis is clapping, He's smiling. Like, I'm like, thank you. I'm like, what just happened? But they were legit like celebrating the fact that they finally got a call. Um, Yeah, those things are going to happen sometimes. Sure. And I get why it's frustrating, but the Kings just need to keep playing. And they did. They did, and this is a big-time win. This Minnesota team is a good team, and they're, they're without a key piece right now. Jade McDaniels, who was Huge. fantastic against De'Aaron Fox last year in four games, defending De'Aaron Fox last year. Fox was 9 of 25 and something like 1 of 9 from 3. Mm. His length, his ability to stay in front, recover. He's just a really good defensive player. He's out right now for them. So that was definitely a loss. The Kings were without Keegan Murray, who's been their best defender this year. I just loved how the Kings responded tonight. You know, I I think this is, one, a big game just from the sense that it was an in-season tournament game that they needed to win. Yeah. But also, it was one where you... I don't know. I I was so eager to see how they bounce back tonight after what happened last couple of games. against
3: That was, I I kept going, when are they going to respond? When are they going to respond? They didn't respond after they uh, fell to the Pelicans and it was really disappointing. And so to see them respond against a good team, a team that has been playing well together uh, was very optimistic. And I think you got to give a lot of credit to De'Aaron Fox. He finished playing the game with 37 minutes. He had, 36 points in those 37 minutes. He took 32 shots, 14 of 32, 3 for 7 from Beyond the Arc, and uh 5 or 6 from the free throw line. And I thought he could have gone to the free throw line a few more times, wasn't getting the calls. That's gonna happen. That's fine because they ended up pulling out the W. But 12 assists on the night, Deuce. That is a guy. And I I was talking, we were talking about this post-game with the way that he was making sure that the ball was getting swung around. Like he wasn't always the one just making the play, getting the assists, even though he finished with 12. He was one of the ones that was initiating the offense and making sure that it was getting started early and quick.
2: 36 points, 12 assists, seven rebounds. A rebound, something I want to stick with for a second. The Kings won the rebounding battle tonight. It was 46-44. The Kings had 14 offensive rebounds, They had 26 second chance points, 15 for Minnesota. Points in the paint, Sacramento, 58-42. It's noteworthy, one, because the Kings really struggled to get anything going in the paint against the Pelicans the last couple of nights. But it's even more noteworthy because the T-Wolves are one of the best teams in the NBA in defending the paint. Yes,
3: and it makes sense.
2: They they allow about 42 points in the paint a game. That's fourth best in the NBA, and the Kings were able to score 58 points. So they got them there on second chance, points in the paint. They won the rebounding battle, and they still managed to be efficient from three. 17 of 35 from downtown. Minnesota's been holding teams to 32% from three this year. Yeah. so. I thought it was interesting after the game, Anthony Edwards was asked about the Kings, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, we really haven't played a team like them before. That moves the ball, gets or it reversing. Yeah. yeah, where they're, the way they move the ball, how it's reversing, how quick they play.
3: It was it connected. Messed with Minnesota. It was together, yeah. and it totally did. It threw them off. It, it threw them off in the sense of they couldn't, they weren't, really disrupting the Kings offense as much, right? Where I think with teams, they're used to um, alternating the way that, that their opponents play because they have bigs in the middle and then they have a guy like McDaniels that can get up and be someone that can push guys out along the perimeter and make life a lot more harder out there as well. So they didn't do that against the Sacramento Kings because the Kings did a better job of game planning against them and saying, look, we're going to continue to play our game this game.
2: I thought the help was really good, especially in the second half. Even at the rim, you know, Cat ended up hitting some threes in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, just to oh, keep Minnesota God. close enough. You're like, God, it's down to eight or whatever. You go ten. You're like, they're, they're hanging around. There's still a chance. But when he put the ball on the floor and attacked the rim, the help was there and the guy stayed vertical and it forced Cat into some mistakes. Check out these second half numbers. Mm-hmm. The Kings held Minnesota to 47 points.
3: Okay. That's huge. 47
2: points. Minnesota in the second half shot just 34%. They were 8 of 22 from 3. So 14 of 41 overall. And in the second half, they had 11 turnovers.
3: You know, I don't think Minnesota was shooting all that great but i also thought their decision making at times i'm like why are you just chucking up that outside shot you're just making this easy easier for the kings to get the board and go like that is what you hope you're gonna end up getting out of this squad and um there's a few times where sure it was just a missed shot but there was a lot of different times tonight where it was like the king's defense the way that they were rotating talking to one another they had a plan and they stuck with it the way that they were just so focused. So engaged in this game is what truly got them this win.
2: Did you have doubts headed into tonight after yes. how the Kings played against the Pelicans? Yes.
3: yes. And, and the reason why I, I've, and I, so will, what did
2: tonight tell you then about this team?
3: That they're inconsistent. I mean, Ooh, yeah, no. And I think because you look at those, those in because of the sample size one. So let's look at the sample size. What's their record now?
2: They are nine and six. So 15 games in
3: 15 games in. Okay. So I like to go 15, 20 games in to really like create or to be able to define a team, whatever. I still feel a little lost with the Kings. I think injury bug kind of playing a part in the beginning with De'Aaron and now Keegan, like, and then Trey Lyles. And so what is their rotation? So I'm going to kind of justify this with that, but I say inconsistent because uh, when they did go to Houston, they look like, like I've said this before, dog shit. And they would say this Without same. De'Aaron Fox, yeah. With, but still, when then yeah. we saw without De'Aaron Fox and, and then they not look like dog shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So my point is, it's like, I knew that they were able to be a good enough team without De'Aaron, but when I saw them play back-to-back games in Houston the way that they did, and then they played better with De'Aaron, and then the back-to-back games against the Pelicans, it wasn't as bad as the Houston Rockets games, but it was still... Just like, huh, where where did where did this Kings team go? Um, how how do they lose two games like this to the same team? Yeah. So when they bounce back against a good team like Minnesota, I just I'm in this space of like, I don't know what to believe yet.
2: Scoring 124 points on Minnesota is it's pretty good. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Inconsistent's interesting because I mean it's true. You're hundred percent. I think I went the other way where I was like, See, they can do this. Okay, against a team that I going into tonight. I was like, "There's matchup problems everywhere."
3: I already knew they could do this, though.
2: I think the difference, though, is like even the Pelicans, and not to go deep dive on the Pelicans. Although, if the in season tournament ended tonight, the Kings would be playing the Pelicans.
3: If the in season tournament Uh,
2: ended tonight, uh, we'll talk more about the in season stuff later. (laughs) Uh, The Pelicans just, I think, defensively, they've got you know Herb Jones. Mm -hmm. Dyson Daniels is really Bomb, fun. Yep. Right. Alvarado's just a pest. This I feel like they they, out, they, they, they have a CJ. little more length. Where like the, yeah, the size yeah. up front, like cat has been really good defensively for them this year. Yes. Not so much tonight, right? Yeah. Um Gobert has been really good defensively. I, I think the Kings <laughs> almost are a better matchup with the with the T Wolves than they would be for the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans give you more problems because they can take you out. They've got guys who could defend multiple positions, yeah. right? Like, you don't necessarily want Cat switching out onto a guard. Like, that's not ideal. Where Herb Jones could be like, I'll switch out on Fox. Oh, you need me on Keegan, or yep. you need me on this guy, or I could switch out on her Malik Monk the verse that versatility, I think really hurts the Kings.
3: Yeah. I mean that, but also like when you go back and really look at those two games, you saw Zion with line drives in both games. And then BI in just in, in where he loves to play, like mostly in the mid range. And it's like you allowing these guys easily to get what they want was surprising to me. Where. Anthony Edwards, still a big night for him. 35 points. He was 17 for 18 from at the free throw line, you know, so he was, he was getting to the rack, getting fouled, all those things, but I still felt like they, it's not like they disrupted his game, but they disrupted the Wolves, the T-Wolves game as a whole, um, with, their defense you know like yeah. it was still good it just wasn't great on anthony edwards and that's gonna happen because there's yeah, gonna be he
2: got a lot of calls too he
3: he got a lot he got a lot of he's really good
2: and by the way finished with 35 points eight of 21 shooting i felt like he settled for for some threes tonight two of nine from three although he's been a good three-point shooter uh, Morgan mentioned this earlier, but 17 of 18 from the line. He also had seven rebounds and five assists in this game.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's one of those things where it's like he could have taken it to the rack every time and probably gotten the call, you know. And there was times where I'm like, you guys find find your best man on the floor. Why are any of you other other T wolves shooting right now, or even go You know, Cat, like you said in that fourth quarter, started knocking down that three just to. um scratch and crawl and get back in that one but it just wasn't enough their whole team wasn't together playing well together shooting well together
2: you also mentioned there's like 15 20 games for you you need you know that that's usually a good barometer mm-hmm. although the kings it's tough because fox missed time keegan's missed blah, blah 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 yeah um I, this kings team definitely has better defensive moments this year i oh, think i yes. think one of the things that's jumped out to me a lot is they've been so much better at staying vertical on guys. And tonight was a great example of that. I mean, we were playing it post game. And I know Herder didn't play a, a ton tonight. He ended up playing like 24, 25 minutes. But, and how many did he play in the second half? He only played six minutes in the second half. Okay. But in the first quarter alone, I mean, I'm writing down, it was first quarter, early second quarter. He had awesome defensive moments. Yeah. Where yeah. there was one where he had to come over and help and go straight up with Gobert. And he, he took the shot straight up, boom. Gobert missed the shot, sprinted back down to the other end to fill the lane, got some attention. I forget who missed the shot. He got the offensive rebound, put mm. it up and in. Little things. Those things matter. Yep. They we're seeing more of that. He had a situation where he got switched out on, I believe, to shake Milton. He had to come over and help. He blocked the shot. Yep.
3: The effort, just different.
2: I'm just mentioning Kevin Herter, but like yeah. we're seeing more like Kevin Herter. Okay, you had some good moments defensively uh-huh. in that first quarter, second quarter. Uh, so bonus, <laughs> I thought the one thing Sacramento did really well in the first quarter was in pick and roll situations, so bonus would come out hard and they would t- try to offer up a double team trap on him yeah. and get the ball out of his hands. They've done that more this year, and I love that they did that tonight against Anthony Edwards. I thought it was really effective. So they're doing bet much better with pick-and-roll situations. They're doing much better contesting. Sabonis's verticality, Trey Lyles coming back. We haven't yeah. really talked about him, but, God, does he just make this team better? I yeah. mean, Trey comes in off the bench. He's strong. He gets vertical. He's knocking down threes. <laughs> He's playing tough. He's rebounding.
3: That's huge. Yeah, he was itch- I mean, itching to play again. And you can see, like, he is giving it all, leaving it all on the floor because he cannot wait. What are you, what are you pointing at? In-
2: Sorry, I didn't mean to distract you. This, someone in the chat was just like, uh, "Do ma- wearing a blazer makes me uncomfortable. I, w- I thought you were going to keep playing, but go ahead.
3: No, it's okay because I was wondering who you were yelling at on there. But, yeah, but with Trey Lyles, just really, really fun to have him back to.
2: Yeah, and it's having him be able to come up back and he can he can give you good minutes. How many minutes did he end up playing tonight? He played, God, I feel 19. like he was impactful in his 19 he was out there. He
3: was. Again, it's not just looking at the nine points. Look at seven rebounds.
2: You know what? Who else had some stretches tonight? Who? Well, Kessler Edwards. He oh, came yeah, in yeah. And he a couple of things. Kessler knocking down two threes tonight. That's a win. Yes. That's a win because when he's out there, There's sometimes like, are you in the right spot? I think he's been confused at times, but I also thought he made plays defensively tonight. He got the the defensive player of the game crown. Oh yeah. Yeah. But he also hit two threes. And if he's hitting threes, that's a win.
3: Especially in his his small amount of time usually. And in this one, he had 18 minutes off the bench.
2: Davion only played like nine minutes. Mm -hmm. That, That stretch, he came in, he hit a shot. Caused the three. turnover. Yeah, so that was good. JaVale McGee played eight minutes tonight. That A really decent stretch for him. He had seven rebounds. Yeah. He had nine points. Yeah. Excuse me, no, he had four points no. and six rebounds. I was reading uh, Lyle's. Lyle's. But no, he, <laughs> he had six rebounds, two of those offensive rebounds, and I, he was just active. He was active out there. And I was like, good. You know what? You were able to come in, give Sabonis a breather, and not do anything too crazy. He had one play in transition where I was worried. Any of that tough pass. We we're all worried. But other than that, that was a good JaVel McGee game.
3: Uh yeah. When when he's under control and um just kind of doing the little things out there, it's don't do anything more. And sometimes like he's feeling good about himself, but it's like, hey, one of your guards will make you better. This is a selfless team. They will make sure to share the basketball. They will make you better. So I love what we saw from the bench. The bench ended up scoring. Uh, 45 points from the bench. You already mentioned the points in the paint. You mentioned some of the guys off the bench, but another guy that we haven't mentioned yet, because sometimes it's like, we don't identify him with the bench is Malik monk. And he finished with 17 points off the bench. He had a monster jam. Hmm. Um, yeah. De'Aaron
2: had one too. And De'Aaron
3: had one too. So, and I know all their dunk contest shit is going higher and higher. Like the stakes are higher and everything for them. But, um, Three for six from three-point land from Leek Monk. Sometimes when you look at his threes, you think back to them and you go, God, there's something about them that just give off. Some extra magical power. I swear, every time he knocks one down, I, I know my brother is, like, obsessed with anything that Malik Monk does, and I always feel his energy. And I think the team feels the same way when he knocks down a three. It's just different.
2: He's been great this year.
3: He's it's, But it's like, do you know what I mean? It'll be like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, just in these moments where you feel like you need it m- m- the most is when Malik Monk is knocking those down.
2: Yeah. Another good game for him. We haven't talked about Harrison Barnes yet. Harrison Barnes, 18 points tonight. He was seven of 11 shooting. I thought he came out aggressive too. Yeah. I needed him to come out aggressive. Reminded me more of that third quarter against the Pelicans. When the Kings got back into the game, it was like Harrison Barnes was going to attack. And I felt like tonight it was essential for him to attack. He had the matchup with Carl Anthony Towns, a tough matchup for him defensively. We know this. I mean, cats got a massive size advantage, but on the other end, Harrison has an advantage too. And it's bring this guy out and go ahead and attack him. Kat, I think, had two quick fouls, I believe, in the oh, first yeah, yeah. too. Harrison was really good tonight. This was a great win. This yeah. is a really great win. It's hard to nitpick it. Uh, I mean, if I, you know, the second quarter wasn't great. But I thought they looked more like themselves tonight offensively. They're getting into their stuff. They had really strong defensive moments. And after getting punked in New Orleans with, in the paint rebounding second-chance points. They responded against a very, very good Minnesota
3: team yeah. tonight. and I, I truly think every time I look at the rebounds going down the list of each person, I I go, all the people that played, it feels like they they really made a contribution. Yep. You know, even, even Chris Duarte, I know at times, can seem chaotic out there. He ended up with zero points on the floor. Zero points. He was over two from three-point land. when you're sometimes like, look, if you're going to not um play defense you at least need to make your shots and he didn't make his shots and i thought at times he still brought that energy defensively especially being in that starting unit so then malik monk doesn't have to be there so it doesn't have to totally screw with mike brown's rotations but i think with chris duarte at times i'm just like is he overthinking things yes I mean, okay yes 100%. is that what it is
2: offensively he 100 percent is there's just too many times it's like you know, he had a little two-man action going with Sabonis yes. that you were talking about yes, earlier yes, yes. where he overpassed. And it's like, no, you had, like, two great looks. And okay. Sabonis gave it back. You need to finish at the rim. That's all there is to yep. it. Like, I think he's thinking about quick decisions. Stop thinking. Don't think about it. You Don't just got to do it. You just no got to go play. Go play. And that's when the Kings, in my opinion, are at their best. It's the quick decisions. It's not hesitating. And when you're hesitating, when you're worried about the size inside, that's you're you're in trouble. And, you know, patience is fine, too. Like, Sabonis, I felt like had some nice patience inside where he's using some pump fakes, right? Good footwork, and then he's able to create a little bit. But ultimately, you you have to be quick with your decisions.
3: Yeah. Um. And speaking of Sabonis, just another strong game from him. I love the way that he just was going at guys. Like, we already mentioned, Rudy Gobert and everything. Still finished with his double-double, 15 and 11. And
2: He also had three blocks and two steals tonight.
3: Yeah, just... Uh, defensively I think we we talked about this post game with Kevin Herter we're like god this is a guy that doesn't get enough love defensively and I think you sometimes see that same thing with Domas Sabonis but he can't block a whole bunch of shots well he got a few more blocks tonight and on top of that he contests a lot of shots he alters shots and he is the anchor to an entire defense that is slowly getting better and better
2: Morgan Reagan, who do you think the player of the game is tonight? I asked the fans that. The options were De'Aaron, Sabonis, Monk, or Trey Lyles.
3: I'm going to go with De'Aaron.
2: 75% of people say De'Aaron Fox. Let's see who the Rock and Soul player of the game is tonight. De'Aaron Fox. 36 points, 12 12 assists, 7 rebounds, 14 of 32 shooting. He was 3 of 7 from downtown. Had a big dunk. In 26 of his 36 points came in the second half. For the Kings. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Our Rock and Soul player of the game. You got to check out Rock and Soul. Kings next home game is coming up on Tuesday against the Warriors. They're just six blocks away from the arena. Go down there. 10th and S. You get breakfast for dinner. Breakfast, breakfast for dinner. dinner. Or just get lunch or dinner too. Yep. Whatever you want. But yeah. uh, did. They're amazing, they're local, and you should check them out. I know a lot of people have gone over there.
3: Yeah, a lot of people have gone over there for Kings games because I know on this road trip that you could get 50% off appetizers and 50% off drinks while watching a Kings game there. And then when they come back home, there's going to be new deals going on so if you go we'll you to rock and soul before uh before games and you have a king's ticket or if you go watch a game uh at rock and soul there will be new deals coming up that we will let you guys know
2: so just tell them you heard of heard us uh, blah, blah, blah. just tell them drunk uncle. that you heard about them on the Deuce and Mo. <laughs> there <podcast>. we go <laughs> hey you know what what I was on pre and post game on TV tonight. What's your point? I had to get back from San Francisco. I do that every and here time. I am. I do
3: that every time. I do that every time. You're great. Yeah,
2: but I I'm I'm pushing the pace here. You know, it just takes a lot out of me. All right, so just be nice.
3: Wait, wait that just took a left turn. What? Mm. Are you okay? Just Give me some
2: credit for messing up. Okay.
3: Give you credit like, for messing up. Like, give me
2: a little courtesy like it's okay i made a mistake i had a turnover
3: hey we're all we're all your teammates here
2: you want to hear from uh, mike brown on tonight
3: yes please
2: uh let's uh hear mike brown talk about the defense oh after the kings win tonight against the minnesota Wolves.
6: And our defense, our defense picked up in the second half. I mean, they scored 15 points in the third quarter. I'm sure some of it they felt they just missed shots, but our guys gave effort. They were big. They led with their chests, And then, you know, um, they ended up shooting 35% from the field in the second half. So I keep telling our guys, if we can lock in the way that we're capable of defensively, we're going to have a chance to be great. And uh, it's a great, great way to end the road trip.
2: It is a great way. He also was talking about a story with Sabonis asking to run a certain play at halftime.
6: One thing I would say is we, we run that high pick and roll action, uh, double high pick and roll action with Fox. I don't know how many times in the second half. And it was funny because At halftime, you know, I I thought, I didn't think we were defending at the level we're capable of. And so, Domas, I'm talking about defense, 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 because, you know, we were shooting 56% from the field in the first half. We scored 70 points. And so, Domas said, Coach, what about that play that we spent 20 minutes on? We spent 20 minutes on this play, and you don't even call it one time. I said, Domas, you're right. (laughs) I said, you're 100% right. I'll call a play. All right, but we scored 70 points and we're shooting 56, 57% for the field. And he goes, okay, okay, I got you defensively. I said, okay, get me defensively and I'll call the play. And I don't know how many times, I probably called the play 28 times at least. So after the game, I asked Thomas, I said, Thomas, did I call the play enough for you? He said,
2: yes, coach. I said, thanks for holding me accountable. Uh,
3: Compromise. Mike,
2: Mike Brown's a good storyteller, man. But not
3: only is he a good storyteller, <laughs> it's my favorite thing, how he does uh, other people's voices. It's always like... Hey, go uh, like, he'll just do this whole different tone. And it's just, it's adorable. I love it. I love him. I love him.
2: He gave a lot of love to his team's defense in the second half. Do you remember the Kings playing? I mean, again, we are 15 games in. Yeah. Did they have a 15 game stretch of playing defense like they have this year? And by the way, I'm not trying to gas them up. Like they're the number one defensive team in the league. Mm. But they have had far better moments this year. Physicality. Yeah. At the rim, pick and roll.
3: I could I could still go like I could look through right now and be like, okay, there's five games of these 15 that I'm like all around shitty defensive game. Um, which it's fine because there were so many more of those last year with even an off a good offensive game, right? So it's nice. So it's like if they are playing bad defensively, it's usually like this season at least so far, it's like they're playing bad on both ends. And uh, I think some of the games that we've seen this year with them have the better defensive effort and still lose, there's something about it you're like, oh, this is – they're getting – you can feel them getting better and you got to trust your eyes. If you see them actually moving and talking and making the, the, the right rotations – defensively I I think you have to give them credit sure
2: as it stands tonight they are 17th in defensive rating they were 24th last year and offensive rating they are up to 11th after a slow start remember they were number one last year in offensive rating so just outside the top 10 what what excites you most them scoring 124 points against Minnesota or some of the things defensively
3: um oh please proceed with your own question
2: Sometimes I give you a second to think. I like it. Um, For me, I think I think I was more excited about the offense tonight because we have seen them, you know, the playoff series against the Warriors. It was like, that's not who they are offensively. Like, what's happening? And then in some of their losses this year, it's like, hey, like, where's the team from last year offensively? Yeah. Right? The Houston games you talked about, New Orleans. They've only lost to three teams this year kind of crazy to keep saying that
3: I, it, when you just said that i was like wait new dude, orleans
2: twice golden state twice and houston twice <sighs> um but in those games you know it's like this offense okay like what's happening sure and so tonight against a team that has been playing some really good defense and i think most people in the general public think are good i i it was and they're gonna be really good defensively i get excited about okay they were able to score on a good defensive team tonight and they did it by playing their game and maybe they tweak some things like they were talking about with the uh, high pick and roll with the two screeners up top with Fox right But good I want some more of that and they should do that right force those bigs to come out and defend or play and drop coverage and then you can expose them in the mid-range game I, I just the 124 points tonight was big time I
3: think that but I think also how they were playing efficiently I think uh, there was there was We mentioned this multiple times, good decision making, smart basketball being played. And that made it fun to watch. It translated into a W. It translated into the basketball, the offense that we're used to from this team. And it didn't all just fall on. De'Aaron Fox even though he ended up finishing the game with 36 points um it was nice to see some other guys hit some outside shots and really understand hey our guy isn't getting those calls on the inside how can we also make sure that we're doing our job on the offensive end
2: so the Kings win tonight and now they are nine and six but three and oh in the in-season tournament so how, what does this all mean? What are the scenarios? What does it mean? I think I have them down until I saw a tweet from James Ham. Oh. But first, we should mention that tonight's podcast presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors and NorthwestExteriors.com. We've been talking about them all season long for oh, good yeah. reason. And shout out to one of our podcast listeners, Neo, hey. who heard us talk about Northwest Exteriors and went, you know, I'll give him a call, have him out and now. He's getting some work done on his house. Northwest Exteriors Big-time Kings fans, won local. They don't subcontract somewhere in L.A. They got a showroom in Rancho. And getting windows is just smart. It helps your house, helps the energy bills. that looks better. It's it, a game-changer. It's
3: a game-changer, and I just wish somebody had told me sooner. So if you're looking for new windows or so many other things, make sure... As deuce close as this window (laughs) to make sure it's going to stay warm in here. I like, hey, good bit. It's getting
2: cold, so I shut the window, and now I'm not going to feel anything. Oh,
3: it's so hot in here now. Oh, my God. Okay, it's not that dramatic. Locked
2: automatically, too.
3: (laughs) But it did do that. Um, But seriously, if you are looking for new windows and maybe you're intimidated by what can the prices be, what is it going to be like, just reach out, get a free quote, and do it today.
2: Yeah, and of course.
3: Let me talk to you. be the best, trust Northwest.
2: Yes. Also presented by a New York Times bestselling author, the one and only T.R. Reagan. If you're looking for a book this holiday season, you're going, I want to get someone a book or you just want a book to read while maybe you're taking some vacation. Uh, How about you go to a New York Times bestselling author, someone who's been on the top of the Amazon charts, who writes thrillers that are based in Sacramento that will make you sick. They're dark. Check out T.R. Reagan
3: check her out make sure you start with abducted that's all I'll say just go to amazon.com or trreagan.com and start with abducted and again your life will be changed I was never a reader before I ended up reading abducted 15 years after she wrote it I know terrible yeah. daughter
2: <laughs> daughter of the
0: year after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight. Better than the reward you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Also, we
2: have our Black Friday sale going on at deuceome.com. Click on merch. And guess what? We dropped some new merch today.
3: Hey! Our Black
2: Friday sale is on, okay? If you use promo code Black Friday for like this weekend, you get 20% off. That's Black Friday on our website, deuceome.com click on merch, and look, we have got new holiday
3: Christmas shirts. Do you want my jingle? You have a jingle? For the knits.
2: Yes, please go. Okay.
3: All right. Yeah. Oh, it's Christmas time. What a wonderful time. What a time with so many meanings. But you must admit, it's become about buying shit. So we hope you enjoy this. Do knit. It is legit, it's the perfect fit for an ugly Christmas sweater party outfit. Here you go, just try it. For a combo starter or a combo ender. Either way, we hope you remember. Happy holidays from Deuce and Mo.
2: Wow. Wow. Deuceandmoe.com. Click on merch. Congratulations to all you for hearing Morgan perform that live on the show. I had not heard that before. Uh, yes, we we'll do. do have Christmas sweaters up, but we have our light the shop and light the beam shirts too everything's 20 percent off right now through the weekend do some click on merch and promo codes black friday
3: well i think everyone wants a knit now
2: they all want a knit after thank that you. song
3: thank you uh
2: morgan mm-hmm. crazy huh crazy crazy the kings are like, three what? and oh in the in-season tournament the golden state warriors were at home tonight they beat the spurs 118 to 112 so golden state is now two and one in the in-season tournament. And they're going, all right, what's that all mean? Well, that what that mean? means is something interesting is happening on Tuesday night. Kings Warriors in Sacramento. Mm. It's a nationally mm-hmm. televised game on TNT. Draymond Green making his return from a five-game suspension that night. It always has juice in the building with Kings Warriors. Warriors have the Kings number right now. And the Kings really need this win. I think mentally they could use this win yeah but they also need it for the end season tournament if they beat the warriors yeah they clinch group c they advance and they will play in the quarterfinals wow. and with a chance to go to las vegas for the semifinals and maybe even a championship game they got to beat the warriors they got to beat the warriors well
3: okay and another thing to just add on there because uh with everything that was coming down to point differential i I'm not going to lie, I love that with in-season tournament because it was fun seeing and Fox push for one extra layup at the end of the game. And then all the Minnesota yeah. fans, boo, boo. I'm like, do you not see the floor? It is an in-season tournament game. Do you not understand what's going on? There are different rules to this game. So, yeah, you look at what the Kings need to do. Um, it adds the drama. We are in November, and it adds the drama just like the NBA wanted.
2: So next up, it gets interesting. Morgan Reagan, Kings Warriors, Tuesday night in Sacramento. The Warriors are off until Tuesday. The Kings are off till Tuesday. (gasps)
3: So much rest.
2: Draymond Green returns from a five game suspension that night in Sacramento. The game's on TNT and it's the final NBA in-season tournament game for both squads. If the Kings win that game,
3: yeah. If
2: the Kings win that game, they clinch group C. Okay. And they will go to the quarterfinals with a chance if they win to go to the knockout round in Las Vegas of the NBA in-season tournament. Whew. There's a lot of different layers to this that could complicate things because then if there's any ties, it goes from head to head matchup to point differential, total points, and so on. A ton of different scenarios. Let's get but there when we get there. It's it, it could get crazy, but yeah. the Kings just need to take care of business. That's it. Let's talk about Kings-Warriors for a second. Um, third matchup of the year. Oh, my God. Already. So many. Last one, they lost without De'Aaron Fox. Klay Thompson hit the shot at the oh. buzzer, and it was infuriating.
3: Oh, that was awful. That was I, awful. I,
2: I feel like maybe, maybe I'm overstating it. Uh-huh. I feel like the Kings need this game for their just mentality for their mental state maybe it's me that needs it too and Uh that i'm projecting that Uh, onto them a little bit but i feel like they need it and i'm of the opinion and i know warriors fans may see this later i think the sacramento kings are a better team than the warriors i truly believe the kings are better than the warriors but ultimately you gotta prove it
3: yeah i well one that's it and because Right now, wins and losses are, are 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 going to define what team is better than the other. Sure, right? That's like right. even if you use the eye test and you go, but they have a better team. Like they might have the the uh, like some of the best players in the world on their squad, but they have a better all around team. And it's like, gotta prove it with the dubs and w's and um. Yeah, I, so I get what you're saying there, and that's why, like, I have a hard time even saying that out loud, but I understand. I just want you to know I understand you. And I understand you also because you look at this Warriors team, and not only when they were having the six-game losing streak and the Kings were having the six-game winning streak, what type of team they look like. Even with Draymond on the floor at times, it things still looked uh, older, different, and... I'm under the impression at times and warriors fans, if you're listening, you can tell me if I'm wrong that maybe Kaminga and Moody need to get a little bit, a few more touches. And if they're really going to be your future, that they are the, they are the ones that need to experience um, these NBA minutes and guys being out is going to give them those opportunities. But when everyone's healthy, Chris Paul, Draymond Green, Um, it just seems like they just seem different. They just seem like an older team.
2: Opening night, it was a weird game and Sacramento fell apart down the stretch. The second matchup in San Francisco, I felt like the Kings battled their offense. Wasn't really clicking the way it usually does, but the Kings had a chance. They they had the lead before Klay Thompson hit the game winning shot to seal it. Yeah, I I think the Kings just need to push the pace on these old sons of guns. Well, push, but- push, 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 and play your style because you have shot making, you yeah. have the toughness. You just have to go do it and just play. Because I, I do wonder if overthinking comes into play at all with the Warriors. It's they've had the Kings' number. Well, and I I don't care about the preseason. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about back to the playoffs mm-hmm. too.
3: Yeah, and that's that's gonna do. Anyone that's ever played a sport, doesn't matter if it was AAU or high school or whatever, and there's always that one team that I don't know, sometimes they would wear like the black jerseys. We wear the black jerseys usually, but sometimes they would wear the black jerseys and you're like, Oh man, there's just something tough about this team. You know, like there's something this this energy that comes into our gym or on our field when they're here, it's just different. Even if you know you're a better team or you have some, maybe some better pieces. Um, But it becomes a mind game. It becomes something where the big brother, if you want to call it that, because that's what everyone always calls it. The big brother and the little brother in Northern California uh, is always going to be able to find a way to mentally F with you and to have more confidence than you and to, to have that experience that carries them in late in games, like a fourth quarter to knock down a big shot or in a big moment, you know what I mean? And to find a way to just pull out the W. I don't know. Does yeah. that kind of make sense? No, I
2: get it. Um, I think one encouraging element from the last time they played is they did a decent job on Steph. They mm-hmm. really did. Now, one of the guys who was Keegan. pretty good on him was Keegan Murray. Yep. And Steph's still going to get his because he's Steph freaking Curry. We get that. He had 35 points tonight against the Spurs, but Keegan's been out with the lower back soreness. Yeah. Apparently that happened in the Dallas game. And then he came back the next game and then left at halftime, did of not play Pelicans. in the second Pelicans game. and mm-hmm. did not play of course tonight. Now you're wondering with a few days off, Okay, Mm -hmm. like, could he be ready for Tuesday? Um, And I'd like to think so. They're they're suggesting it's not a serious thing, and with some more days off...
3: Time I think he'll be
2: good to go for Tuesday. So that will be good for the Kings to get him back in the fold. And, you know, Trey Lyles missed the first two matchups, and Trey Lyles is really good against the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs, and I think playing him more, especially in some smaller lineups, could be beneficial. Dude, the NBA... Gets accused a lot of being scripted. This game, this game, this matchup feels scripted, right? It totally does. A Tuesday night, nationally televised game on TNT. Draymond Green, who's been suspended for five games. The last time we saw him, he was choking out Rudy Gobert, is returning to take on the Kings in Sacramento. Ernie, Shaq, Charles, Kenny going to be talking about the game. Oh, it's an NBA in-season tournament game that has meaning. Because some of these may not have meaning, right? This game has meaning. It's Kings Warriors. It's Sacramento. There's There's a rivalry. Dude, the atmosphere is going to be insane. I'm getting amped up. playing. I'm talking about it right now. I
3: can tell. Oh, my gosh. Are you sweating a little bit?
2: I need this win Tuesday. No, no, no. Don't do that. You said
3: that tonight. You already said that tonight. You said that when we were at the NBC studios, you yeah. were like, "I need this win for me." And I'm like, "Oh yes, here he yes. goes again."
2: Yes, and the Kings play; it's kind of crazy. Of course, you get all this time off, and they go. The NBA goes,
3: "All right, we'll give
2: you the Warriors on Tuesday. let <sighs> are we gonna have you play again?" Oh, how about the next night against the Clippers at home? Like,
3: oh wait, when- and then a couple nights after that, oh, the Nuggets. <laughs>
2: I'm not going that far okay, ahead. Okay. Not going that far ahead. But uh, no, I, I think uh I, I need to see the Kings play well okay. and, and win at home against the Warriors. I think the other thing that should is worth noting is you know, the Kings have played fifteen games. Ten of those games have been on the road.
3: Which is surprising. when you say that, it's like, wait, but a lot of them being in California, it feels like, right? Lakers, Warriors, um, yeah, no, that's it's it's wild to think about. Yeah, but they played in Dallas,
2: San Antonio, New Orleans, Minnesota. Yeah. A
3: lot of uh, Houston. Houston. It's a lot yep. of Texas. They've yep. been to
2: Texas a lot.
3: Yeah, so, no, I, I and I think if you look at what they were doing last year in home games, and then this year they're playing much better already on, in their few home games, I believe. Yeah.
2: I, what, Portland I think, win. I think their only home loss, it, I could be mistaken, I'm going to say this out loud, I think their only home loss was to the Warriors. Okay. Which is a much better start on the on the home floor. Yeah, so they they lost uh that home opener to the Warriors 122 to 114. They beat Portland, OKC, Cleveland, Lakers. And the Lakers.
3: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they're okay. 4 and 1 at home. Yeah, playing much better on their home floor and uh yeah. I I think I think it's just it's going to be a fun a fun game. And I think it's one of those games where you can't if you do have a different mentality because you are taking on the Warriors and said TNT game and all these things, how are you channeling that energy, right? Like are are you it how are you channeling those nerves? Um, it's just important to to not overthink things and play your game, be smooth and do what you can do best, and that's run the hell out of the ball and especially run on this Warriors team that steps up whenever they play you.
2: They're going to be extra amped up. Yes. Draymond. Draymond is going to be ready to go, which honestly could be a good thing if he comes back and he's a little, I don't know. Maybe he he's calmed down over-amped. over five games. Yeah, he won't be over. He's going to be locked in,
3: isn't he? It, he he's going to be I'm locked saying. in. He. It's going to be one of those games where he goes, okay, I know it. I got to be locked in. Um, and he's going to he's going to do some good things. He's probably going to move the ball around well. And uh, I
2: just want the Kings to not get... I think sometimes at home, especially it happened last year, where it was too chaotic. You that's know, what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. don't, don't go for the home run plays and you're trying to get the pop from the crowd so you take a three that's probably not good. Like, No, the crowd will pop. For a
3: hustle play. If you
2: just play the right yep. way. That's all a you rebound.
3: need to do. A rebound. A freaking rebound.
2: Morgan Reagan, we need to get to the Sharif Jewelers moment of the game.
3: Oh! Okay, I got mine. Most of you
2: guys know we are taking a moment and writing it down on a post-it note. We're putting it into the big Sharif Jewelers moment jar. Yeah. And at the end of the year, maybe All-Star break, we'll pick some times to like pull one out and go, dude, remember this, because we have to do a better job at remembering the moment throughout the season, the highs and the lows, right? So tonight, there's a lot of highs. If you have any ideas in the chat, let us know. But Morgan has one. Go ahead.
3: and Stunk i thought that was so so fun so great mike conley was like should i come over no i'm not gonna come over for this one i just thought the way that he really turned it on Hmm. threw it down there was something really fun about that moment for me personally
2: i thought one of my moments the game was cat like falling on the ground trying to draw a foul and just laying there like pouting is that not
3: that's your biases your no i just thought that was an interesting moment of the game no
2: I like the Fox one. Okay. Um. If, if we have any others, moment of the game tonight. We should also, I'm oh, just going to put.
3: Put note that we did the game together. I was noting that. Okay. Hell yeah. 2-0. <laughs> 2-0, oh, oh, baby. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, Fox dropped 36. He dropped 36. It's Fox, dude.
2: Fox dunk. You're going with the fox dunk. I'm
3: going with the fox dunk. Let's see. It's uh. And
2: he had 36 points. Okay. Oh. I, I think the 36 points, but you know what? But also add the 12 assists and seven rebounds. That's a good one. Mo- Sharif Jeweler's moment of the game. We're gonna go the end of a six-game trip. Do some Mo takeover on NBC Sports California, where the Kings are two and zero when we're on there, and the fox dunk. He had 36 points, 12 assists, and seven rebounds.
3: I love it. And Rob, appreciate your comment, too. That made me smile. All right. You know who else makes you smile? I do. I do.
2: Let's check in with them. Happy Thanksgiving, Coach Nick. <laughs> What's up, dude?
5: Hi, hi Tusa What's going on, dude? Hi, Nick. Why not wait tonight? Why not light the beam? Why not light the beam? Why not light the beam? Fire the laser.
2: <laughs> I like that you have all of your best hits ready to go.
5: Why not? Why not win tonight, Morgan? Morgan, why not win tonight? You why not win? Why I mean, not like win every single game? Why not win every single day? Every game? Why not? I I, I don't think she can answer it. There's I, no honestly, reason. There's
3: no other like why not? I, I tried getting Deuce to answer one of my questions on the post game show, or actually during the half. I said, I said, Deuce, if you were the coach in that locker room right now, what are you telling them to do in that second half? And I was waiting for him to say, why not play defense? But he didn't say that.
5: Why not play defense? Why not like the beat every day of the game?
2: Nick, I have a question. What was your favorite thing about tonight's Kings game?
5: Oh, I was excited for the Kings one tonight. night. Hey. I was I was very excited because, you know, Kings won the night. Kings won the night. I'm happy. I'm a happy camper. I'm happy. I'm a happy Kings fan because, you know, the Kings are going to win every day, every game. So like the beam every day, every game in Sacramento, California.
2: All right, Nick, hold on. <laughs> Hang on. How was your Thanksgiving? Did you eat a lot of food?
5: Yes, I did.
2: What did you eat? Get to, to give us your breakdown. How much did you eat? Did you eat a lot of turkey, a lot of mashed potatoes, stuffing? What did you do? What was on your plate?
5: Probably a lot of turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes.
2: Mac and cheese? No.
5: Green
3: bean casserole?
5: Probably green bean casserole.
2: Okay, Probably. what about for dessert? You had some pie, didn't you?
5: Yeah, I had I had some pie. Yeah, you did. All right, Nick. Well, Nick,
2: uh, I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving.
5: Glad the Kings got the did, wind. Did you have a good one, Morgan? Oh,
3: me. Not Deuce, me. Um, I did. I ate a lot of food, so I could barely wear the clothes I wore today. It was fun.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, our next game is the Warriors. Yep. Oh, uh, we're gonna beat the Warriors. Why oh. not beat the Warriors? Why?
3: No? That's what we needed to hear, yes. Nick.
2: All right, Nick. Sleep beams, okay? Why? Hey,
5: sleep beams, do some mo. Sleep beams, There's Nick. Nick. There's
3: Nick checking in. <laughs> he's, he's just please the hits. Now, he knows it yeah. too. He knows. I mean, it. if
2: if hey, if that's your game. I know. Play you your game.
3: Do, get get people to pop. Yeah. Get people excited. Why not get people excited? Why not? Are you nervous for Tuesday? I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I think when the Kings lose, I'm very much about seeing progress. And I think that Warriors game that they lost when Clay hit that final shot.
2: I don't think he's hit a shot since, believe it or not. That's...
3: It's crazy. Messed
2: That's messed up. No, I'm just... I, That's messed it's up. insane. Don't yeah. be mean.
3: But my point is, I really enjoyed that game. And, like, I know it was a loss, and everyone's like, you can't enjoy loss. No, I can't. They battled. They did it without De'Aaron Fox. It was a Dearon fun Fox. basketball game. Now... Yeah. That's not how I want things to end for the Kings all the time. But if I am going to spend hours consuming basketball, I want it to be good basketball. So yeah, I just get excited for that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. One other note. So the Stockton Kings had a game tonight and you know, most people know this. I do play by play. Morgan does color. And tonight Stockton had a game and we'd have missed the game because we were doing TV and Last minute, I think they were searching for someone to do play-by-play. And I was given a whole bunch of names weeks ago. I'm like, hey, this is... And so Rob McAllister, who's awesome, does awesome. SAC Republic matches. Um, He's done it for he's years. A pro. He's a pro. Dude, yeah. He's done a ton of broadcasting. So they hit him up. I think they hit him up today to do the Stockton Kings game, which is crazy for him to pull that off. This guy... Call the Stockton Kings game. He doesn't do G League. He's not like he's like locked into what's happening with the Stockton Kings. Like, dude, like it's it's hard to keep up with everything. Usually you have to prep, you have to do your charts. He found out today, probably around noon, one o'clock, the game was at seven. So then he goes down to Stockton. He does the game. I'm on the way home checking out the scores. I'm like, oh, let's see how Stockton's doing. They were down 50. So <laughs> Rob McAllister. I had to last minute do a game by himself for a team. He doesn't normally call games for, for a league. He probably doesn't really watch much. He didn't get a prep. And this guy has to be by himself. Oh, and the Stockton Kings game was on locally oh my God. on K max on channel 31 for the first time. And he has to call a game in which Stockton is down by 53 points at one point and lost by 50 in the
3: game. <laughs> 126 <laughs> to 76. He He's by oh, himself. I
2: kidnap. I feel so bad. I feel
3: so he did text me and, oh. he, and he said, he said, you know, tell Deuce, thank you um, for the opportunity. And all I'm thinking is, like, you, what, no, we just, we know you're a professional. We threw your name in the hat. Like, yeah, you're good at this. And Dude, it big it ups totally to him. made sense for him to do it, but my God, the fact that he had to do it by himself, not with another, not with the color analyst that maybe could like fill in the gaps,
2: a color analyst that maybe knows what's happening with the Dude, team now that could be like, hey, like, hey, just like, hey, like he flew in. Blind, Even
3: for you, like you would have at least been able to be like, and I, we don't, we didn't hear his call or anything, but you would have been able to be like, oh man, if you are by yourself, you would have gone to maybe even like how the Kings are playing the Minnesota Timberwolves and how that game went, because it just would have been so boring calling a 50 point loss.
2: I I brought this example of Morgan. If I got a call and they're like, Hey, um, you, you interested in calling a soccer match as, Oh, when is it? Oh, it's in like four hours. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh, that's a lot, do Prep. What? What? Okay. Can I? I need all this. Uh, who's my analyst? Oh, you're actually by yourself. I would not be able to do that. No. So, major love to Rob McAllister. Congrats, Rob. Guaranteed, crushed it. <laughs> yep. But crushed you under circumstances that I don't think anyone would be able to, most people would be able to. No, handle, so no major love to him.
3: Major love. I mean, him. doing a
2: 50 point game in general sucks, but doing, what-
3: we'll be <laughs> catching up on the game tomorrow. Some of our prep leading into our game tomorrow yeah. night for the Stockton Kings. I'll be the color analyst. Deuce will be the play by play voice. Uh, we will be on CW 31 tomorrow calling some Stockton Kings. So tune in. Uh, hopefully it's a different outcome and you're enjoying us calling the game.
2: Yeah, it better be a different outcome. It I'm better be, or I'm calling Rob
3: to get his ass out there yeah. and just do it.
2: Uh, we named Deer and Fox our player of the game, right? Yes, we did. Well, let's hear from the player of the game, Deer and Fox, because I think uh, it's worth uh, hearing what he had to say following this Kings in season tournament game.
3: Go ahead.
4: We got a session. Yeah, Deer, and how uh, how important was that? Uh, it was big for us. I mean, we've struggled against this team in the past, and uh, being able to come out and our offense clicking on all cylinders, I think, is uh, was definitely huge for us in this game. But I think um, defensively, what we did in the second half, I think, is what is what ultimately won us this game
2: so well but still you guys to get up
4: defensively yeah definitely I mean we know that we can score with the best of them um, and that's not going to surprise anybody in this league but we know that um, if we want to be the best team that we can possibly be we have to be better defensively and I think that second half uh, we kind of showed what we're able to do and we have to do it for longer stretches I mean yeah, yeah it was definitely big for us yeah um, I mean, you, you, you see how guys are playing. You're trying to play to the end. You know, the point spread matters. Um, obviously, we are the top two teams in our, uh, in our bracket. So um, those, those things definitely matter. And you, and you see it when, um, when you're out there. Did you sort of you've got one last... Thing. A surge of energy of this road trip. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, you know, uh, we went to New Orleans, uh, got blown out the first game, second game. We had a chance to win, but we didn't. So, um, even in this league, if you go 500 on a road trip, that's a pretty good road trip. But uh, being able to leave, you know, a 10 day road trip, four and six, I think is definitely great. I think you met four and two.
2: But yeah, that's the other thing. Four and two on a six game trip for the Kings.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: The Pelican stuff did not go well, but they ended the right way, and that's big. Um for the Kings, it's it's massive.
3: You know, and I, I know they always say, oh, that first home game back is always the toughest for some of these guys. I feel like this is a long enough.
2: Yes, I agree with that. Okay. I, this is not like, hey, you got back tonight and you have to play Sunday. Right. It's Friday. You don't play again until Tuesday, so I imagine the breakdown will be. They're going to be off tomorrow. Like, think about completely it. Completely off tomorrow. Even
3: the Kings, when they took on Dallas, they'd come from Milwaukee. And then it was a back, second night, yeah, yeah, back-to-back for them. And then they took on the Kings. But where it's like, oh, you give them a you can justify some of their mistakes. Where, like, Kings, I go, you're you're adjusted. You're back home. And like you said, no practice, you're thinking tomorrow?
2: Yeah, and they'll, they'll practice Sunday, Monday. Okay. And then the game's Tuesday. Yep. So be, be off tomorrow. Yep. They'll get home late. And then, yeah, but, yeah, be completely off tomorrow and beating off till Tuesday, that much time during an NBA season is super rare. So yeah. Yeah. It gives them time to get some rest, get back adjusted to being on the West coast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I've never even understood. I mean, I guess I understand it because sometimes your body takes a second to yeah. adjust, but this is enough time to get readjusted.
3: I agree. Even for us. Yeah. Um.
2: God, there was something else I thought I wanted to say with what De'Aaron was talking about, but yeah, he was really complimenting the defense again, and so... it It's interesting looking at this Kings team, Kings team 15 games in because they still have some of the same weaknesses, but I said this even last game after they lost. Yeah. The team defense has better moments this year than they did last year, but they still have the same flaws. In what? terms of just like, you know, I, I think...
3: Are there flaws of, you, oh, of another personnel. wing defender. Okay, like, just yeah, having yeah.
2: a stud. Like, I think Keegan Murray's turning in to be a really good defensive player. But, you know, everyone brings up, like, OG on Adobe. Like that guy can defend. Like, right. that guy is unbelievable defensively. Yeah. And the Kings just don't have that guy with that type of size who could defend multiple positions. And even you went, you know, a scale below, like, Herb Jones. The Kings don't have a guy like Herb Jones on their roster at this point.
3: What is what's the difference between like a Herb Jones and a Keegan Murray?
2: Well, I mean, I think Keegan is showing that Keegan for me has to just do it longer. Okay, like I I believe, like the whole
3: season. Yeah,
2: I, I think he
3: will is the thing. Now, now I think sometimes when we're seeing him play at a high level on the defensive end, and then it's it's not doing as much on the offensive end. I I feel like because we've already seen his offense in that first season do what he did, it's like, oh, it's there. He he's just now going to work on how to do both. And that's fine. We're 15 games yeah. in and he has a back injury. Like that's where I'm like, oh, I I believe I think I think it is smart and fair to believe that he is going in that direction that will be the case you know i don't think that's like a hot take or no, I oh think i hope fine. he can get there it's like no he will
2: yeah the other thing i was going to ask you about yes i remembered De'Aaron yes. fox
3: what about him
2: how do you feel like he's looking in terms of moving uh. post coming back from the ankle it, you know he was out for two plus weeks he, I know he's commented that like, it's going to be a while. It's going to, it's, he's going to feel it, but d- do you sense that it is bugging him still? Does he look the I, same?
3: Well, there's time. There's like moments even during this game that I was like, is he okay? And then you just look at his stat line and you go, well, yeah. And not only the stat line, they get a W out of it too. It's not like it was just De'Aaron, and then, Oh, it led to nothing. 12 assists. He was playing aggressive.
2: Points. He felt like he was getting contact. He was,
3: Turning it on when he needed to.
2: He had that nasty jam. Actually, before the dunk happened in the first, that was the first quarter, I believe. Okay. He had the dunk. I think. I have bad memory. Either way, when it happened, I went, "Oh, okay, he's fine."
3: Well, it, but see, it's not those moments because here is what I remember as a basketball player. As a bas- when I used to be a basketball, <laughs> um, when I used to play basketball as a basketball player, I would. I know, sorry. I would. Uh, adrenaline kicks in. There's my point. Adrenaline. My
2: God. How did you get there?
3: I remember back in the day when I was a leather basketball. (laughs) Um, But adrenaline can kick in and you look like yourself. Everything's fine. You push through. It doesn't mean that you re-aggravate or injure it because you push through. um, Adrenaline kicked in. And I think sometimes with De'Aaron, I could be wrong. I could be speculating. But I feel like that's what happens sometimes with him. In the way that he plays basketball, there's a lot of physical energy going into his game.
2: And it seems like he's the type, though, that like he's just had enough ankle situations over the years that he's like, I know what this is about. Yes. And I know this is part of the process of coming back. It's just going to bug me for a minute.
3: Yep. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. And that's fine. And I'm fine with that. I think that's how I feel like most people most athletes play sports like they, you, you you get banged up through the season and you find a way to play through it. Like if it's a broken something that you're playing through, that's a little different The the healing time, the process like of what needs to be fixed. But I think when it's a tweak or ligaments or a strain, there's different ways to go about it. And with how you take care of it um, when you're resting too.
2: Morgan, We talked about this game tonight. We looked ahead to the Warriors game. The implications that are there. Like, there's a lot on the line coming up on Tuesday. Was there anything from this game, any plays or any players or any moments that you feel like we have missed? I mean, the game ended. We went live on NBC and then we... Throw back here and then we're live again. So there's probably something we missed. And I just Whoa. was there any other points that you wanted to make about tonight? I feel like we hit on all the players.
3: I, yeah.
2: Uh, one note I was just looking back at my notes. Yes. Harrison Barnes and Sabonis played the entire first quarter.
3: I remember you saying that, so that after, felt after the a first little different. Quarter. Yeah. It, it, the, the rotations felt a little different. Obviously, no Sasha Vizenkov, but I think that's becoming more and more normal where Mike Brown just kind of sticks with what's working. Cause I think even Kevin Herter, I don't think he did anything wrong to not play. I think, I think Mike Brown just liked what he had going on. He liked his flow and he
2: does that a lot. I thought Sasha didn't play because he didn't play well last game. Okay. And I think he looked at this matchup and went, you know, Kessler gave us some decent minutes. I want to give Kessler some run here. I and love it. He's long and we need his defense tonight against
3: this team. Yeah. And, and I, that's the thing with Mike Brown. I I love that, it, whether you want to call it a risk, I'm sure... Carlin. I'm sure he doesn't see it as a risk because he's doing his best to prepare these guys for game time moments and minutes.
2: I do think... I would love to see more Sasha, though. I do. Because I, I think I am convinced he will help this team.
3: Well, I think and practicing be just really really playing hard during practices is going to help him get NBA ready. You know, I would
2: say through 15 games, he it's, he's been a disappointment.
3: Oh, you'd go disappoint. I just think the hype around him was so much. Yeah. But who, I guess maybe, but
2: I think that was unfair. Cause I even remember, uh, I was super excited about him coming over. I felt like, he's just going to be a good fit. Like worst case, he's a good role player on this team. Yeah. Well, he hasn't really established himself as that. And I think part of it is adjusting to the game. When I say he's disappointed, I'm not saying it's all on him either. I just think he was in the mm. rotation out of it. The beginning was kind of slow. He had some decent moments. I-, I just think his size can help the team. I think he does good things defensively. And there are matchups where it's bad, yep. but man, he's got great hands, super active hands, deflections, good rebounder i think part of it with him is he needs to knock down some shots when he when he gets the opportunity well
3: and that's the thing when it's small opportunities when it's small windows you got to knock down almost every shot like that's almost what i feel like mike brown's standards are for him it's like it's mike brown is very much defensive minded it's what can you do for me on the defensive end i think he knows sasha's limitations on the defensive end but knows he could be like a cold hard killer on the offensive end so he's like do that in your seven minutes do that in 11 minutes i don't give a shit make it happen like do your job on that end of the floor and like we can continue from there maybe i don't know though
2: all right so that was a good point that you brought up about sasha because we didn't mention that he did not play tonight uh philip petrusive what an era let's take a moment tonight guys and um it's gonna be emotional philip petrusive who was on the kings for what two and a half weeks yeah woge reported that the kings are letting him go so he can go pursue opportunities overseas so the kings now have a roster spot after acquiring him in a trade just a couple of weeks back they had a free look at him
3: they go go
2: ahead you can go somewhere else
3: they're like. a roster spot what are they gonna do
2: well, leave it open for now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it and it gives you flexibility. I was totally fine with that. Um, by the way, Petrusive, how many minutes did he actually play for the Sacramento Kings? Three. I was trying to see if what the actual total minutes were. I will
3: remember you.
2: Wow. Will you
3: remember?
2: He played six minutes against the Pelicans play yeah
3: wow. um
2: six minutes huh? six minutes never uh they have the roster spot open now so it gives them like i said flexibility if they made a trade they could add a player you know yeah waving one. i like that love it they could also what our guy's still out there man
3: who's our guy terrence davis like who is it whoa td just for vibes? Doesn't it feel well, vibes feel a little off now? Bring him back. It's I'm, okay. I'm TD, we can talk about I'm it. I'm more like uh,
2: hey, honest question. Yeah. How is Terrence Davis not in the NBA? I like. Yeah. He's good enough to play in the NBA, right? Well like he's not even playing right now anywhere.
3: Like, like like we just heard Jalen Noel. From the Stockton Kings, got
2: picked up by Memphis, and I
3: go, when? How is that not a? Is does he have the right agent? Do we need to be his agent? I don't know.
2: Maybe he doesn't want. Like I don't know. Maybe he's looking for a really specific opportunity. I don't know. I'm just. I'm stunned by it. I just think he's good enough to be on an NBA roster. I agree. Um, but I agree. In, in all seriousness, um, that that final roster spot, you can just leave it open for now. If you want to take a look at someone, it's not going to cost you a lot. Sure, but. Ultimately, it's good to have that roster flexibility to have yeah. that spot. Just yeah. open and good to go.
3: I'm I'm totally with you on that. And hopefully, if they feel like there's other things that they can do yep. to make this team better, that they do it.
2: Well, and someone in the chat said you could just fully sign Keon Ellis and take him off a two-way contract and give him a guaranteed contract. So if
3: that's how you felt about him, then yeah.
2: Yeah, Keon Ellis is still out, by the way. That's the other one who's still out, so... Maybe, who knows how long he's going to be out. I don't know. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I think that's all I have on tonight's game. I'm looking through my notes. I think we got everything. I like the fact that Mike Brown challenged that play when Fox picked up his fourth. When Fox played great defense, and they called that bullshit foul. Dude. Fox, with his chest, arms out, takes a shot from Cat, and they go, offensive foul would have been
3: foul number four. And oh, they know. said foul on De'Aaron, and then they challenged it yeah. and became an offensive foul. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that was a good challenge by It was.
3: Crowd. It was. I'm glad awesome. he had his guys back, but on top of that, it was it was deemed successful. And it felt challenge. like
2: the game was still close enough. And then it the totally Kings really got it going. Lyles had like came in after that, had an offensive rebound, then relocated to the corner. They found him in the corner for three, and then all of a sudden it's back to double digits. The Kings end up getting back up by 16, late third. That was great to see. Yeah.
3: I, I, I thought there was some... Good moments by the coaching staff and by the players tonight. And I think that ultimately, like, they all saw success together tonight, which is nice. A great team win. Great win.
2: Great win. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We're going to be back live on Tuesday, but we're going to have content in between there. Okay, Of course, we're dropping content all the time on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Deuce and Mo. Make sure to go to DeuceandMo.com, click on Merch, and get a discount. Black Friday is a promo code. Black Friday gets you 20% off all of our merch.
3: We hope you enjoy those Deuce Monets. Yes. They And legit. Morgan's
2: great song.
3: Great song.
2: She was showing off her talent today. She was singing that song, I Se- Will Remember You.
3: Oh, yeah. That one's my, that's my you good Do you have thing. any others before we go? Um, <laughs> no, I couldn't think of anything oh we sang jingle bells earlier today that was great that also showed off our our pipes totally yep totally are you tired
2: or why are you saying that
3: because i i just felt because of what you said about driving back and i was like i just had one
2: stumble and i was making an excuse for the stumble earlier so i was using the drive back to san francisco as an excuse
3: and then the tie just like i was like it look, it, even though you always do the tie like that, it was just like, it was adding dramatic effect to like, okay. oh, I'm totally good.
2: I'm done with you. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm done with you. It's been a lot of fun, guys. We appreciate the support uh, as always. Make sure to hit the thumbs up. If you're watching this later, you can comment below. Let us know what you thought about the game too. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe. We love you guys so, so, so much, but we got to go.
3: You all have a wonderful rest of your evening. Thanks for being here.
5: See ya. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and Moe, they tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo, the podcast that you know, deuce and mo
2: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold
0: reward. Medella is a mark of a fighter.